Hey, welcome to the Snake and Flake Fantasy Football Podcast. Today is October 16th. This is our third episode as we're rolling into week seven, I believe. Uh, I am Swerving Snake, and joining me again is uh, is The Rig. How's it going, man? It's going good. I'm excited to be here, go over this week's matchups and everything we got in store tonight. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good night because uh, it's been a good day and uh, a lot of stuff has been happening in the league. Even now as we're trying to go uh, get this podcast started, the uh, the old group chat is lighting up and uh, people can be really aggressive whenever they're they're in the chat. But like you'll hear later in the podcast, we, uh, we'll, we'll throw it in at the end. So a little bit of spoiler alert. I, I threw out there to everyone. I said, hey, if you guys want to talk trash to your weekly matchup, whoever you're going against, you know, just go ahead and record it. Send it to me. That offer is still out there, regardless of when it is. If you have anything you want to say on the pod that could be aggressive or not aggressive, just send it to me, and, um, and we'll make sure it's on there. But, uh, but yeah, so we got one of those. We'll throw in there at the, uh, the end of the episode. So, um, so yeah, so today uh, I think we're going to go over some of the waivers. There's some pretty interesting uh, waiver pickups this week. And uh, seeing what – oh, God. Having, the, having our group chat open while I'm recording this is not the best idea. Yo, it's but, toxic. Um, I'm going to do it anyways uh, because I don't care. But uh, anyways, so, uh, so yeah – Rig, whenever you looked at the waivers, what I know what stood out to me, but what stood out to you? What was good? Dennis the Menace, $21, Hunter Henry. This man has one fob left. We haven't started week seven. I don't know what he's going to do all year. It, it blows my mind. I'm baffled. Jamal Williams, $6. Um, it's an all right pick, I guess. Uh, these people, they just they bid on these one-hit wonders. Not saying Jamal Williams can't produce, but it just weird. Everything else, um, nothing surprising. People are yeah. trying to get roster fills for bye weeks, but besides that, I mean, this man's broken. It's week seven. It's crazy to me. I know. I don't know what he's going to. I mean, I know what's going to happen is he's not going to have um, any like primo defensive picks uh, week in and week out. Because I mean, it's I don't know how most people treat it, but I'm always like. Look, if I want to try to get the best defense for the week, stream the best defense, I'll throw a dollar or two. Especially what's really going to suck is if he makes the, the playoffs, which he probably will. It's a 10-man league. So, so he'll probably make the playoffs. But, like, whenever playoffs time hits and you got to make pickups, he's not going to have the cash, especially if he has any guys go down. He's kind of, uh, kind of screwed over. But, yeah, uh, but yeah the Hunter Henry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, someone for, like, Cam, like, if McCaffrey goes down and he can't put in a, a waiver on, was it Bonifant or whatever, the backup? Yeah, the handcuff. I mean, his, his, his team's just – he's screwed the whole season. He's got nothing to look forward to. Yeah, same with, same with Dalvin Cook, which I was going to say, which was actually a smart move. You know, I talk about how terrible Osborne is all the time, but I'm actually impressed that he dropped to Marcus Robinson for Alexander Madison. I think that was an extremely good pickup. I think out of all the top tier running backs, Dalvin Cook is definitely the most injury prone. So it's not a matter of like if, it's a matter of when. So I was I gave him props for that because I was I was actually impressed with that. But besides yeah. that, the the Hunter Henry pick, 
Uh, oh, and if you have anything to say, just butt in because I'll just keep rolling. But um, the Hunter Henry pick, I, I thought it was good. I'm really disappointed in Engel because this guy has not had a decent tight end all year. And it's like, it's like you, you have your entire fab budget. You have three open roster slots. So you're not even filling out your roster. And it's like, I mean, maybe this is just common sense to me and other people don't have it because they turn wrenches for a living. But um, it's like whenever people put in a bid, they always go to the even numbers, right? It's yep. like, it's like, oh, $20. And it's just like, it, it's just how people think whenever they talk about like spending money or doing, putting in a bid, especially, you know, just period. It's just kind of how people think. But it's like, okay, if everyone's thinking like even dollar amounts, like $10, 15 20 you know, that's just how people think. Throw in like two more dollars just in case someone's trying to one up you. Because it's like, look, you could have spent two more dollars and you could have got a tight end that could potentially um, be kind of a breakout candidate for the rest of the year. But now you missed out on him because what? You picked an even number and you just weren't thinking? Yeah, having 100 fob uh, really puts him in a hard place, especially not using it up until now. And you're getting to the point where uh, the wafer wire is mostly just you know, breakout candidates that they're not going to be worth 25. Hunter Henry, he didn't really play. He had week one. That was it. Uh, but he had a lot of upside coming into the season. He just got hurt. So that was pretty much the only player that, I mean, currently on the waiver wire that you're like, okay, I can spend the fob uh, as long as he stays healthy that I'm going to get a lot of output from him. But, yeah, I guess he didn't spend enough, and it's going to – I mean, he's still got 100 yeah. bucks. so hopefully something happens or major injury, he might be able to get something good. Bro, hopefully, hopefully something happens. If he's not, if nothing happens, he's he's not going to be looking too good. But yeah, besides that, I mean, nothing really impressive, nothing crazy. That was pretty much the high dollar things. Yeah, the Jamal Williams thing. I mean, people are just chasing points. You know, you, you know, bad fantasy managers. Whenever you see them put these bids in for guys that just blow up one week, right? And then they roster them for two weeks. They don't produce, and they end up dropping it. You got to have a system. Not like Mouton, because his system is really dumb. There might be another word I could use to describe this system, but I'll just say it's really what? dumb. No, so, no yeah, synonyms so, we would like to throw in there for that one? No, I'm good. I'm, we'll not leave a that one out. Type, I'm not a synonym type person. I'm more of an antonym guy. Oh, okay. Uh, Opposites. Got it. I've thing. worn that yeah. one. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, anything else? Anything else take out to you on the waivers? Because I'm good if you're good. Nah, I'm good. Waivers are pretty – they're whatever at this point for the most part. Nice. All right, so um, so this week we're going to try to do something new. So we're going to go over the weekly matchups. Um, I'm going to kind of give my take, and the rig is going to give his, and then we're going to do a little prediction in who we think is going to win this week. Um, you know, because everyone knows that these these numbers and the projections, the percentages – they can be very misleading sometimes, right? You put golf in your lineup, you expect 20 points, right? 10, of course he's going to get 10, right? But then you don't think, oh, no, he's playing the San Francisco defense, and they just gave Baker negative four points last week, right? So the projections can be misleading. So we're going to kind of not try to get too much into the players, but, you know, maybe just hit a few wave top things, give projections, and then whenever we do our week seven summary next week, we'll uh, kind of see who, who did better with our guesses and, uh, and who wins the game. So you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I look forward right, to so, it. 
So take it from the top. I'm a little biased on this one, so I'll follow up after you. You got Swerve and Steak. Swerve and Steak? No, Swerve and Snake. <laughs> yeah, name change like, right now. Name change, Swerve and Steak. Yo, I'm about to be a steak after freaking Big Rig roasts me the rest of this podcast. But, um, but yeah, Snake and Flake, Inc. versus Dennis... Is it just Dennis Menace? I thought it was Dennis the Menace. Yeah, I uh, guess. Uh, we, I went a la, we went a la 2012 over here, fucking high school, and he started throwing the XX like it's his gamer tag or something. <laughs> I don't know. I think some people just need better fantasy team names. Because then it says, it's like his profile name is Dennis Menace, and then his team name's rated E. Like, we, see, we this can't all be incorporated. That this is, I know, we all can't be big-time businesses, but it's like this is where we would throw in the crickets sound, uh, sound bite. Yo, work on it. Stay tuned. Working on it. So, so instead of actually throwing in sound bites, we're just going to tell you what sound bite we would throw in so that cricket, you can cricket. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so give me your take on this. Look, pull it up. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Are you looking for a breakdown of, like, the matchup in itself or – yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you think. So, so here I'll, I'll roll through this one because we're kind of doing it live, and then uh, we'll follow the format and let's see where we go. But anyway, your thoughts. So, uh, so Swerve and Snake, Snake and Flake Inc. versus Dennis Menace. Right now, it's projected at about fifty-fifty split. So it really could go either way. At this point, we both have our rosters completely filled out. Uh, I know it's Wednesday and waivers still run tomorrow. So um, so some things could change. But, of course, I'm a little biased. I got to put my money on myself. Yeah, you always as have most owners should, right? Yes, you always have to believe in yourself. But the primary reasons why I think this is I trust Lamar Jackson to have a good floor. He might not be the best passer, but he consistently scores points by running. Dak Prescott, if – Amari Cooper is not out on the field. Even if, like, Amari, I don't know the stats because I don't have them up. But I do know one thing. It's really simple. Amari, or Dak Prescott is a lot better when Amari Cooper is out there. And last week, Amari Cooper was hurt, and Dak Prescott did pretty awful. So I'm going to have to say Dak, Dak underperforms this week. I'm going to say James White underperforms. And he has... I don't John Brown's right now projected for like 11 points. I think he's going to underperform too. And the Bears defense against New Orleans. I understand they don't have Drew Brees still, but New Orleans still has a lot of pieces. Um, I don't think there's going to be like a pick six or nothing like that. I think um, – so, yeah, I think those are going to be underperformers. And um, I think it will give me that little bit of an edge. Um, you might know this because you actually know football. But I think I'm planning on rolling out the Rams' defense because they got that cornerback, right? Yeah, uh, it's a pretty good matchup. Uh, Julio still – Julio's hips messed up. I mean, I wasn't buying in the injury reports. But with his performance, mm-hmm. I actually think he might be jacked up. He's just trying to go out on Sundays. He's not really practicing throughout the week. But um, yeah. Jalen Ramsey, he, I mean, he's, he's the number one corner in the NFL uh, besides Stephon Gilmore, who, I mean, kind of – he was already a known corner, but in New England, he just became a monster this year. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of my my breakdown. I think you know, as far as my roster goes, like I said, I think Lamar Jackson has a good floor. I think Chris Carson, he's going to get his. 
Um, the guy I would put, if I put anyone as an overperformer this week, really on my roster, I think it's Tevin Coleman. Um, San Francisco is going up against Washington. They are uh, – there's all these memes out here that are like – they're like, oh, these are all the sexy uh, undefeated teams, and then you have, you know, San Francisco over here. Like, San Francisco is looking pretty scary. Um, and the way they're running the ball is just, like, genius. And the way their defensive is playing is terrifying. And I think you're going to see a lot of RB production between Tevin Coleman, especially Matt Breida. And I think Tevin Coleman, since he's the goal line back, you're going to see him. I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say plus 22, over 22 points this week. Yeah. That's just um, yeah. No, it's a good prediction. I know Breida is a little banged up. Uh, I don't know what it was. I want to say it was his ankle. I'd have he's, to he's always banged up. That dude's a yeah. zombie. I guess for your, for your guys' matchup, yeah, I mean, easily, even though, like you said, projections or whatever, uh, I see you winning this pretty easily. Uh, Prescott won now that they're facing uh, actual defenses that are rated somewhere respectable. Zeke's not going to be able to run very well. Philadelphia's a really good rushing defense. Uh, the reports I've seen, Amari Cooper is not going to play. Um, I know Gallup's I don't I think he was limited in practice today. So the receiver core looks really weak, so I think it's gonna be a really rough game for the Cowboys. Um mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, I mean he might get you his projections. Um uh, White's the same yeah. thing. Detroit's I, I don't been think. playing well though. Yeah, Detroit's been, been playing been well. Good. I think they're gonna be worried about the passing game a lot. Um but besides that, honestly on his team I could see T. Y. Hilton having a good game. Um yeah. But, I mean, everything else, I pretty much see all them getting around their averages. Same thing, I think New Orleans, I think the Bears is a bad defensive pick. Um, New Orleans is two hit or miss on offense, even with Teddy Bridgewater being their quarterback. And then looking at your roster, uh, Lamar Jackson, he's just a freak. I mean, what he rushed for, like 100 and some odd yards last week. 150? Yeah, it's like you said. His floor's so high. Uh, his ceiling, obviously, if he gets 250 passing yards and a few touchdowns, like you're easily looking at 30 plus points, and it's like a yeah. no brainer. Carson, he gets 20 plus touches every week. The only player I could see underperforming would probably be Carryon Johnson, but he does get the goal line touches. So, I mean, he gets like those emergency touchdowns. I'm yeah. curious to see Deshaun Jackson if you are going to roll out with him. I don't think you have. And yeah, there's really no He's one in else the you would put. No, yeah. all I'm saying, if Deshaun Jackson is good to go by game time, I'll I'll play him. I think he's yeah. projected terribly low. I think Philly has a lot of like great offensive weapons, and that lets Deshaun Jackson get open a lot more than he should. And with his like vertical speed, um, I think he's going to catch them bombs. So so yeah, we'll see though. So who you give him the dub to? Oh, I think it's you. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think you're going to score a lot higher than your projections. I think Mouton should sit around where his projections are, if not probably a little lower than what he's got. Without CMC, his, his roster's hurt. Yeah, which makes me happy. All right, so I got that in the books. So number two, we got Jeppo Landman versus Boomerang. They're tied three and three right now. The projections are favoring Jappo. Let's see if everyone has their lineup field. Um, okay, so Boomerang doesn't have a defense in yet. He only has the Buccaneers. He's not even doesn't even four have one a defense on his team. roster. I think. Yeah, so uh, hopefully he picks up 
another defense. Uh, we'll see what happens. See, that might not work out too well. But, yeah, so uh, quick glance. Do you see anyone that you think could overperform, underperform? Because let's say he picks up another defense or defense. They'll probably put him at projected about one, 112 to 114, right? So there's three to five yeah, points in projections. So out of everyone that's listed now, who do you think could overperform, underperform? And um, who, who do you Under, think Underperform, uh, I'd say Tom Brady. Uh, if, you go, like, if you look at last week watching the game, Tom Brady, honestly, he looked lost passing the ball. There were like very – a lot of errors in his throws, like overthrowing people. Mm-hmm. If he didn't have the two rushing touchdowns, I think he put up like nine or ten points. But yeah, they were they doing had, QB uh, sneaks from the three-yard line. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah, also had all the, uh, the wide receiver injuries. Uh, yeah, Josh Gordon last week. And, yep, uh, I think Tom Brady plays Tom Brady in fantasy football. So he was doing QB sneaks to save his stats. No, I believe it. All I right, think Derrick so Henry, Derrick Henry could overperform. Uh, Chargers' rush defense is awful. Them switching to Ryan Tannehill, I could see them easily trying to just lean on that running game to make Tannehill, even though who he's started uh, a lot for the Dolphins in the past, but try to make it an easier matchup for him going forward. So I think he'd be an overperformer, and Brady is an underperformer. All right, so we got one more. Are you good? No, nah, I'm pretty good on them. Uh, Singlet- okay. Singletary's a good pick, but. Yeah, I was going to say, as far as what I'm looking at, their lineups right now, um, I think Matt Ryan's going to do pretty good. Um, it seems a little bit contradictory um, because I'm playing the Rams defense, but, um, I mean, I, I think that that game has – I know Vegas has it as one of the higher over-unders for the week, so I think it definitely has the potential for being a, a really high-scoring game. And Matt Ryan has been playing really well. I know that this game is in a dome, so, it, you know, weather's not really a consideration. So, yeah, I think Matt Ryan's going to perform at least his average uh, underperformers or things I think he has to be worried about. I think uh, Amari Cooper, he's questionable, and it's really going to suck if he pulls a Sammy Watkins, goes out there for one or two plays, and then it's done for the game. So I think that's a potential landmine waiting to happen. Same with Alvin Kamara. He's been having the, uh, the ankle issue. So, uh, yeah, I, I even forgot about Kamara looking at his I don't think Cooper. I don't think either one of them are going to play, honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, what I hope happens is I hope that they say they're good to go and then they're out because I want Boomerang to win, and I also am predicting him for the dub. So what do you got? Who do you think's winning this? Yeah, I, I got to go with Boomerang, too. I mean, I don't see Cooper playing. Uh, I don't like Eckler with Melvin Gordon and the Chargers offense in general, even though I have Gordon on my roster. Um, once they get things figured out, the options no. that Jappo's got to put in at the last second, I don't like it. I'm not a big fan of Tyler Boyd. Uh, he mm-hmm. gets a lot of targets, but he's uh, he's not my He's on a bad receiver. offense. Yeah. He's not that great. No, I agree, and he's – He's completely lacking depth on his bench to where he doesn't really have a lot of good options outside of who he has in his list. All right, so let's move on to the third third one. I'll start this off. We got Big Bird versus Miggy Del Taco. Big Bird right now is two and four. He needs this. Del Taco is four and two. He's probably going to take it. Um, right now it's projected pretty even split. 
at a 56% favoring Big Bird. Let's see, we got rosters all filled. Yep, looks uh, looks pretty full. So, um, so my takeaway, I think I'm going to have to give this one. Let's. I think I'm going to have to give it to Big Bird. I really don't want to because he's in the same division. Um, but I think I think he's going to pull it out. I think Josh Allen's going to have a great week. Um, like I discussed earlier, if um, you know Matt Breed is always listed as questionable, I think he's going to have a great week um, if he plays, which he, he will most likely against Washington. Um, if hopefully Aaron Jones can come back from that dud week, and then um, the really only thing I would be uh, cautious about on on his side is Michael Gallup. You know, Philly is – they give up some of the most points to the um, to the wide receivers that, you know, like the long bomb uh, throws, you know, their secondary is not very good right now. Um, but with Amari Cooper not being there, I feel like he'll get a lot more attention um, further down the field and he might not be able to produce as much, kind of like what we saw last week when Amari Cooper was out. So, um, so that's the main thing I'd be concerned about. But most likely – his whole team's going to suck, and then his defense is going to give him, like, 30 points, and he'll be Yeah, the defense for this, so, it's a huge I'm, – I'm assuming Del Rio is going to not use the Ravens and go with the Jaguars. Um, I think the Ravens is an awful pick when you have the Jaguars at Cincinnati this week. Yeah, I mean, that hopefully. Gives a, a viable option against this, the Patriots. You'll probably listen to this podcast and be like, oh, shit, I need to switch that. Yeah, if you're listening to Miggy Del Taco, your defense must be swapped. Unless you know something I don't know, I can't. Yeah, the big can't big, question big, big it. Rio, here's a shout out. He said I was because you know everyone's been trying to trade with him, right? Yeah, oh battle man, he's I, a hot target. I said I'd give him a t-shirt and then give him a shout out. So there's your shout out, and the t-shirt's on order. So you better come through for me, Del Taco. But um, yeah, there. Yeah, Big L, he's, he's got a lot of good matchups this week. I mean, his quarterback, Josh Allen, I mean, hell, he could start either quarterback. Uh, some might even say that Jared Goff is a better play this week against Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's for him to decide, but some would say it's a good matchup. Better than San Francisco, I'd say. Uh, Burrito, like you said, that rushing game they have, especially at Washington, I mean, that's a good matchup. He could easily overperform. Uh, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones should bounce back. I think him, where his projections are, he'll probably lie in there. Uh, Julio Jones, I mean, it's hit or miss. I have him in other leagues, and it's just disappointing every week. Tyreek Hill only played. uh, What do we think about Del Rio's lineup? Del Rio, it's weird. When I look at his lineup, I like they're not players that I was ever targeting probably before the season. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then, like we've talked about before, but quietly they just produce. Um, obviously, Devontae Freeman and Hooper, two players that I've traded to him that have been producing well. Uh, Freeman's got a good matchup against the Rams this week. Their rushing defense isn't that great, off the top of my head, if I remember. And also, he gets a lot of work recently in the passing game because Freeman's not really going to get you the 100 yards on the ground, getting most of his points through the air right now. Um, Bells, he'll probably underproduce. I Hopefully, he can get to 15 for his sake this week. Um, I'm hoping DeAndre Hopkins turns around, though. I feel like this is a good week for him against Indy. Uh, we'll see, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, every week, every week people predicting him to come back. But I think they got a good matchup. Um, so where's your prediction? Who, who's taking it home? I got, I always, I got to go with the Patriots, Steve. It's got to be Big Bird. Really? Yeah, I, I mean, I want to root for Del Taco. Um, I mean, his def- uh, he's, if he changes his defense, I could maybe go that way. 
But if we're sitting yeah. off looking at this roster, it's got to be Big Bird. When the See, Patriots – think... th- Go ahead. When the Patriots get 15 to 20 points and you're already looking at a plus 10 before anything else is even said or done, like you're in a good place as long as your quarterback gets positive points. No, see, I know New England Patriots uh, defense has been nasty. But here's my, here's my bold take for the week, and this is probably going to be the most, um, most hot take-ish take, but I think, uh, I think Del Rio is going to bring it home. I think Big Bird is going to be scared. Do I start Josh Allen? Or do I start golf? I think he's going to start Josh Allen because he's afraid of golf because he got burned last week. I think golf is going to outscore Josh Allen, and I think that uh, Sam Darnold is going to have a great game against the Patriots. And uh, so I think the Patriots aren't going to be as hot as they normally are, and I think he's going to wish he started golf. And uh, I think that's why it's going to give Big Bird the L. Yeah, I'm so, hoping you're uh, taking notes of all those there. predictions. I am. I got my uh, – my Excel sheet up right now. I'm throwing them in, so uh, so next week we can see. Okay. Sam so. Darnold has a good. What's a good game for Sam Darnold? What are we pro- like? I think he's projected like 14 or 15. Are you thinking like 20 plus points? I think I think that's a QB. Yeah, 20 plus, but more so with like the offense um, as right. a whole, um, being able to do a lot more damage to the Patriots D than what they're used to getting. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's more bold yes, of a take. I I would take so. Yeah, I think you'll win the boldness uh, award if that if that's uh, insert a sweet fucking uh, soundbite there for the boldness award. Yeah. So so yeah. So I got W on that. You got Big Bird. Um, let's try to fly through these next two because I'm sure we're not that entertaining. Uh, you got Falcon. No, you got Falcon and Tingle. Falcon is five and one. Tingle is two and four. Tingle needs this. Almost as much as he needs a tight end, but he apparently doesn't want to spend up on it. So, um, so I think I think Tingle's going to catch the L this week with um, a lack of QB depth. Really, his only starter is uh, Bursette, which he's going up against Houston. It could be diff- uh, decent. It could not be. Um, it's hard to tell with these uh, kind of second-string guys. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, Falcon just seems to catch every – lucky break he can in every game. Um, I don't know how because I don't think he's that good. But, um, but yeah, he's got great matchups with uh, the Rams against uh, Atlanta. Um, and, I mean, the projections are just so much favoring Falcon. He's 93% right now. But, um, but like I said before, he, uh, Engel doesn't have a, a playable QB. So we'll see. But I think I'm going to have to give this to Falcon as much as I want Tingle to win. What's your take? Yeah, um, I got to go with Dave. Uh, literally, like you said, every matchup on his team, they're facing the lowest tier, essentially, of that defensive against their offensive player. Uh, mm-hmm. Saquon's coming back. I expect a big game. If, he, if, they, if they unleash the reins on him and let him actually get the, touch the ball 15 times, even, even just 15 is enough against Arizona's defense. Um, yeah, I pick Falcon. I guess upside player. I'd say Philip Lindsay. Uh, right now, they got him projected at 14, is what my mm-hmm. app's showing. Um, I think he can easily get 20 plus this week against Kansas State. They're going to try and run the ball a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I think the um, I think the main swing players in this that are going to make the biggest difference are um, the because they're each playing a Denver running back. I think who gets the touchdowns is it Philip Lindsay or is it Royce Freeman? I think is yeah, if but- Lindsay gets it. Um, I think Lindsey could have a big game, and it's swinging in his direction. 
Um, the other thing is the the defense. The the Bills this week is probably going to be the the highest scoring defense. Um, and right now, uh, Tingle. I mean, he's playing the Cowboys against Philly. Uh, Cowboys at home. Their defense normally does pretty decent, but I have a hard time believing that uh, they'll be able to put up a good amount of points against Philly. So yeah, so we'll see the uh, running back games. matchup. Yeah, the running back matchup's crazy. Man, I would love to see Stephon Diggs just go off this week. Mm, yeah, since he just made that trade last week. Yeah. That well, Keenan Allen, if, if he gets a Keenan Allen game, I mean, he's had three, I want to say three bad games in a row where he underproduced what you're expecting to see. Yeah. Um, Angle's got a shot. I, I still give it to Dave because I think the, the upside for his roster, given their matchups, is too much, but... But yeah, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, if Stephon Diggs came through, that'd be the best thing that ever happened. That would be great. All right. Well, the last one, which is the, I mean, sorry to say it, but probably the least exciting matchup right now. But someone's going to have to catch that L eventually against Oklahoma Flexen, I think. Uh, so we got Rig, yours truly, is five and one somehow versus the zero and six Oklahoma Flexen. Uh, right now, everyone's roster is completely filled, and Brig has a 30-point advantage. So it's got him at 90% favorite. Um, I'm going to make my case because it's a tough one to make, but I think Patrick Mahomes is not going to play well against this Denver defense. I think they're really going to step it up like they have uh, the past week and uh, give Mahomes a lot of trouble, especially since he's fighting that ankle injury. Uh, he's losing a lot of his like ability to to move around and get out of the pocket and uh, extend plays. So I think Mahomes is going to underperform. Where I think Kyler Murray is going to overperform. I think he's going to have a 30 plus week easy um, against the New York Giants. I think uh, the sad part is is while he has Murray, you have David Johnson. So is it going to be Johnson getting those touchdowns or is it going to be uh, someone else? So I think that could be a pretty big swing. But you got Fournette. Fournette's going to be a beast. Yeah, he should be eating a lot. Should eat a lot this week. He should. And then, I mean, you got Michael Thomas against the Chicago defense. I think that could be interesting. Um, you know, like he could either perform or I, I think they could potentially shut him out. Um, I think the, uh, the thing that, she's Oklahoma Flexen's roster is just so bad, it's hard to pull these points out. But where I think he's going to get them, I think he's going to have a 30-plus point game from his uh, 49ers defense. And yeah, I, think that's... Between that, I think between that, his quarter and his quarterback, and then having a little bit of filler from like Alshon Jeffrey, Sony Michelle. I think Sony Michelle is a great play. I think I, it's, a, it's an upset. It might be a stronger take than the, uh, what was it, the boomerang one? I forget. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, it was pretty much the whole Sam Darnold. Uh, playing up against New England's defense for the Big L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, Del Taco, I'm going yeah. to get the bold take, and I'm going to say uh, Flexen pulls it out with his quarterback pick and uh, his defense. I think they're going to carry him to his first victory. Really? Well, um, so how is yeah. Cole's in it? So, pretty much all, I mean, your, I guess, analysis, I, I could agree with. I could see Kyler Murray outperforming Mahomes this week. Obviously, with Mahomes on your roster, no one's going to sit Mahomes or look elsewhere. Um, That's true. Just giving his upside. Uh, Kyle Murray has a great match against the Giants. Mahomes does not. Um, the defense is my biggest worry. 
Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully the 49ers aren't scoring on defense is what I'm looking forward to. Given that I do believe his quarterback and defense will outperform me, I think in between the rest of the roster, I couldn't see him being close to even with me. Uh, obviously, any given week, Jordan Howard can pop off for 30, given mm-hmm. what he's already done. Uh, if Miko Hardman stays in his roster, all those points also come to me, unless they're runs. That's uh, true. Unless McCoy breaks a big rush. Um, I mean, those potentially can be my points through the air. So I think his roster isn't built well to beat me. Uh, the only way is, like I said, a huge game for Murray, and the defense just has to obliterate my mm-hmm. defense. Well, considering you're uh, you're leading this division right now, I gotta I gotta vote against you because uh, yeah, I don't like seeing you there. Yeah, it's fair enough, and I would like Devontae Adams to play. So, but yeah. I, it doesn't look like it. You know, it's so funny because I go back and forth in my head because we made that trade earlier this year, right? It was Carry uh, On Johnson. I got on Johnson and uh, Antonio Brown, which Antonio Brown doesn't want to play in the NFL. Um, and then you got Devontae Adams and Montgomery. And yep. as, as of right now, I have a hard time saying who, who won that trade. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say I won because my receiver is currently in the NFL. Uh, he's currently That's not true. playing. But uh, I think being on an NFL roster has something to say. He how many of these it's, weeks have you played Montgomery? What about Montgomery? How many weeks has he been playable for you? Um, I think because he hasn't put up great week. points. He hasn't put up no. great points. I mean, his biggest game was a thirteen-point game against Denver in week two. Did you even have him in week two? No, uh, I think. Yeah, so since have... then it's been nine, eight, and then ten, and then he had his bye. So I mean, have you even really been able to make use of him? No, not yet. I see him more as a, a future play towards the end of the year. Um, okay. He's got some, he's got some decent matchups. Uh, obviously, I got Melvin Gordon, so I'm running strong with him in my flex right now. And Hopefully. it's, it's kind of – yeah, I mean, it's hopeful. Um, given this week, I'm projections-wise, it should be easy. I'm very nervous. Well, well, I'm this is the most too. nervous I'll ever be. Yeah, but. it's a good one. We'll see. Montgomery's got a lot of upside with the touches when they figure out their offense. I think he can still be a good fantasy player uh, going forward. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. I hear you. Well, um, I think that's going to pretty much wrap up our uh, weekly matchups. Um, like promised, uh, like I promised earlier, I, whenever we cut here, I'm gonna it's gonna roll into uh, a little trash talk that that uh, that I had sent in and. Um, but besides that, is there anything else you want to bring up? Anything fantasy-related in general? Got nothing. I look forward to Devontae Adams coming back, and I can be the f- sure victor of our trade from earlier in the season. Yeah, I'd be, uh, I'd be interested to see that, how, how he does the rest of the year. So, uh, all right, well, that, does, um, that pretty much does it for the, uh, the waivers and the weekly matchups. And, uh, and now we're going to cut to the, uh, the trash talk. But um, – now, like I said before, send the stuff in. Anything you guys want to say, just email it to me. Um, I threw it in the group chat, so, um, so I'll make sure it gets on here, and, um, and we'll roll into that. So um, for, uh, for Swerve and Snake and the Big Rig, uh, we're out, and we're uh, excited to see how this week plays out. So we'll see you guys later. Later. What's up? It's your boy, Big Bird, coming at you from my living room couch. 
Just wanted to send in my little recording to the old Snake and Flake podcast. Looking at my game this week, I'm playing old Miggy Del Taco and cautiously optimistic, but uh, you know, I know how that turned out last week, and I was optimistic then too. So uh, I'm sure my bad luck, everything else will continue, and I'll get absolutely destroyed. But uh, don't really care. Just gotta let it roll. Uh, I, I'm kidding. I do care. I care a lot, actually. It's tearing me up inside. I cried when I lost to Dave. So, yeah. Not gonna trash talk because I think that just invites uh, me to do terrible. But uh, again, cautiously optimistic for the way things are looking out. I got uh, Josh Allen's playing Miami, so I'm hoping he should have some good games. Uh, but I, he's got a good lineup, and he's been doing well all season, so I guess we'll really have to see where it goes. But uh, I need a good good turnaround. Otherwise, I mean, this next few weeks, if I don't start getting some wins, getting some points forward, that'll be all she wrote for the Big Bird, and I'll find myself in the toilet bowl, which uh, I don't want to be in. So, Miggy Del Taco, if you're listening out there, best of luck to you. I know you'll win. And yeah, big big fan of the podcast. Later.